Is there spring in your decor? Stay tuned. Welcome to Decorating Tips and Tricks. I'm Anita Joyce with Kelly Wilkness, and this is episode 317, Inspired Spring Decor Ideas. The show notes for today's episode can be found at decoratingtipsandtricks.com slash 317. Is it feeling warmer where you are, Kelly? It definitely is. It's in the low 70s. The rain has stopped, uh, although we love the rain, and it's made everything so green. It's actually stunning here in Southern California right now. And do you know what else has been going on? I don't know if maybe people saw this on the news, but the painted lady butterflies that make this really, really long migration are here in droves again this year. There haven't been this many painted lady butterflies since 2005, and it's because of all the rain. And so there's a lot more plant material for them to eat. So they're just like bulking up and eating, and then they're flying and they're making more butterflies. It has been amazing. No matter where you are, you could be on your lawn, you could be in the car, you could even be driving on the freeway. There are butterflies flying everywhere. It's spectacular. Oh, how fun. So yes, it feels incredibly springy with all well, those painted ladies flying around. And the blue bonnet display here in Texas is supposed to be spectacular this spring. They haven't quite bloomed yet, but you know, I've been checking the farm and it looks like uh, it's going to be decent. Oh, so good. a decent amount. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love all those pictures that you have been uh, sharing and you've shared in the past of that year when the blue bonnets were spectacular. Uh, so beautiful. So hopefully you'll get that same display this year. I hope so. It's been seven years since we've had a really amazing show of the flowers. So yeah. So and when we first bought it, we thought, oh, it's going to be like this every year. And then no. So. Well, yeah. But you know that maybe it's it's all the sweeter when it is. So maybe every That's seven right. years. That's right. Not complaining. Not complaining. It's a great, it's a great thing. And so we're going to be talking about ways to bring these beautiful, fresh spring thoughts into your home today. My first idea was I'm just thinking about the uh, red, red bud trees here. Mm-hmm. And just tr- uh, cutting some of those branches and putting those in a vase is such a beautiful thing to do for spring. And uh, if you have them in your yard, uh, it's free. Oh, yeah. And redbud is a really beautiful type of tree. And they grow in a lot of different zones. So you may have a redbud tree on your property and you don't even know about it. So um, check that out. Um, and when you're cutting your branches, please don't take this uh, this ill-founded advice and smash the end of the branch thinking that's going to make it last longer in the vase. That is not true because if you smash the end of a woody branch, or people sometimes say to do that with the hydrangeas too, please don't do that because that is going to crush down the um the vessel inside the stem, which carries the water up. You need the water to be carried up to the flower or carried up through the branch in order to have the buds bloom and open and all of that. So just cut it on an angle. Make sure you get it in the water right away. Cut it even under running water if you can, because that'll obviously keep it hydrated through the entire process and put it into a vase with some floral preservative. 
Yeah, that floral preservative really makes a difference. And with the hydrangeas, I'd heard a tip from another blogger to dip the ends in alum. And I've, I've, most of the time it does work. I still have had a few casualties, mm-hmm. but that does seem to really extend their life. And, uh, you know, I've, I've used that a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's, that's certainly something. Well, what about some artwork? I think it's a great time to get some floral artwork, put it on the wall. I mean, it's just some time where I know you and I do a lot with neutrals, but you know, come springtime, I really want some color in my house. I really want some uh, floral displays. So I just love the idea of having some bright, fresh um, artwork in the room. And, you know, it's the kind of thing, if you have room to store it, you can certainly rotate it out and not have it year round. But, uh, you know, here it just doesn't get very wintry feeling in the winter. So I, you know, I keep, I don't usually change things out, but if you're in an area where, you know, there, you have four seasons, you might want to have a closet where you, you know, keep artwork that's out of season, so to speak. Yeah. And there's a lot of pretty springy artwork. I would refer everyone back to one of our recent episodes where we talked about all the artwork and the sources for artwork, Mm -hmm. because, you know, again, just don't go to, um, a home goods or a TJ Maxx and pick up something that you've seen a zillion times. There's so many unique pieces out there that you know can bring really change a room. And certainly if you find something in a springy theme or something more florally or nest involves a nest or something like that or butterflies or something, that's definitely springy. Another thing you could think to do is those wallpaper panels that I have made for my living room. You could do those on that large scale that I did or create them on a smaller scale and just buy a uh, roll of floral wallpaper or even go to places like Paper Source or other nice paper uh, shops. And you can just buy those single sheets of the really nice wrapping paper and you can drop something into a frame, an existing frame that you have, and use that for a little bit of time. I've done that before um, when I you know, didn't have the budget for art or I knew I was going to rotate things out. I, I know I did that years ago in my girls' bathroom because when they were littler, I wanted sort of something a little more cutesy in their bathroom. But I knew I didn't want to spend a lot of money on something like that. So I got this sort of pink um, and yellow floral uh, wrapping paper and I put it inside these frames and I did, I think I did four of them together in their bathroom on the wall and it was great. And, you know, it didn't cost me hardly anything or really any effort. So I would suggest something like that. And then come the summer, if you get tired of it, take it down or keep it up until the fall. Well, what I like about your idea, Kelly, is that it would be, if you do want something different for every season, it would be so easy to take that and change out the wallpaper or the yeah. wrapping paper that you have in there. In fact, I was just thinking, I was at a shower and people couldn't stop talking about how pretty this wall, this uh, gift wrap was that was on my package. And I thought, mm, I have some of that left over. Maybe I should put that on the wall somewhere. There you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was pretty. Yeah. And it doesn't even have to be huge. And you know what, you guys, it doesn't even have to be under glass. Uh, You know, if you found a cool old frame or maybe you had a frame and the glass broke or something like that, 
it's it's obviously not a piece of fine art. It's some wrapping paper or wallpaper. You could just attach it in the back. Maybe you put it on some cardboard and then just slip that in. It doesn't matter if it's under glass or not. You could do oh, that. No. Be so simple. No, I think so. Absolutely. Now, if it's in a wet area, you know, like a bathroom, you might want the glass on it. But otherwise, I really don't think it matters. Yeah. You know, another thing that I bought recently, super cheap, uh, was some seeded eucalyptus. The reason I mentioned this particular um, thing that I bought at the at the grocery store, actually, I got it at Trader Joe's, uh, is because even after it dries, it looks pretty good. And I've been keeping it displayed in a big picture um, even well after it's dried, it's, you know, about a month old. So that's something, uh, there's not a lot of things that look about the same dried as they do fresh, but that looks pretty close. And you know, this is not on spring season, although I guess you could just pick a different color, but I had that seed eucalyptus around Christmas time and mine did start to get really kind of crunchy looking because uh-huh. maybe because we had the heat on and whatnot. Oh, it was right. summer. I mean, it wasn't summer. It was Christmas time. Um, so I spray painted it gold. And <laughs> I i mean, it was beautiful. You're a, you're a danger with that thing. I am a danger. Don't stand still. <laughs> <laughs> but it looks spectacular. You know, it was really that pretty sagey green. And then it kind of got this very muted green. And then it kind of looked like, ooh, if you touch it, it's going to fall apart. But I, so I pulled it out and I was like, let me just try it. So if it falls apart, it falls apart. But it didn't. Um, and then let it dry and plopped it right back in. Oh, well, there you go. Well, yeah, yeah so you, I probably mean, there's mine, the- you would probably think mine looks too dry, but I'm thinking, I think it looks okay. <laughs> no, no, I'm sure it does. It's, you know, you, I'm sure you probably don't even have the heat on or anything right now. And the, in, no, we've time. got the AC on. Uh, yeah. It's been cold. It's been hot for a while. So I tried it. Let me, um, now you talked about the CD eucalyptus and Trader Joe's. Uh, did you know that Trader Joe's has a podcast? Um, yes, I did. You did? Okay. We never talked about that. I was like, because they cover the new products, which we, yep. You know, and I go to the end cap every time I go to see what the new products are. And I always try to read your fearless flyer. I think that Trader Joe's, you know, really should talk about decorating tips and tricks because we talk about them so much. I was like, I don't know how I learned they had a podcast. I wonder who listens to that. That's so funny. Mm -hmm. Um, well, yeah, I followed them on, uh, no, it may be another one on Instagram, but it shows a lot of their new products. It may be Trader Joe's Vegan. I don't know that it's oh, their official. Okay. I don't think it's their official website. Okay. Well, anyway, that was not what I really wanted to tell you guys. But in oh, case you well, want to listen to what did you want to tell us? In case you want to listen to the Trader Joe's <laughs> podcast um, and you know, comment to them that they should talk about us. Um, I got Pussy Willows from Trader Joe's. And I cannot tell you how much I love Pussy Willow branches. And I, they remind me of when I was little, there was by my school bus, school bus stop, there were two plants. And I honestly think that particularly the one plant was a great influence on the fact that I ended up being this, you know, passionate weekend gardener. There was a giant gnarly wisteria that would oh, bloom, mm-hmm. and we could we could almost stand under it waiting for the school bus. Um, and it wasn't just sort of this ma- magical meadow; it was this very suburban corner, and it just happened to be growing there. And then there were these uh, wild pussy willows there, and I just thought they were the coolest thing ever. So I always seek I, those out. We had they one in had our yard them. when I was a kid. I love those. Yeah, They're very yes, very reminiscent of my childhood as well. And so they had them at Trader Joe's. And I was like, oh, 
stop it and then and they were really inexpensive and you got like a little bundle maybe you got six or seven of them but i wanted a lot of them so i went up to the counter and i asked me when you're going to have them so come on this day and we're getting a new shipment but we don't know if we're getting pussy willows but that's when we get our florals so i showed up and i bought so many of them but here's the thing don't put them in water because they they will just dry the way they are. And they don't dry up. They still look that really oh, beautiful wow. silvery gray. Uh-huh. Right. And they stay straight up. And so, you know that giant trophy that I had to call you from the um, yes. trinkets and treasure sale yes. so you could tell me, yes, Kelly, you deserve that. Yes. Go get it. Mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm. That I got. And if people watch my YouTube, I, I've showed it to you on YouTube. I was like kind of dancing around it because I'm so excited about it. <laughs> well, it is filled with as many Pussy Willow branches as I could get in it right now. And it uh, looks so great. And they are uh, so, they make such a presence because they're so tall. Oh, so I would highly recommend Have you them. shown that on your on your Instagram page? I don't remember seeing that. Uh, I missed no, your story. No, but it's coming out soon. Oh, I'm very I took excited a bunch of photos. But yeah, mm-hmm. it's, so they're great. And even if you just got a couple of bunches, if your Trader Joe's only has a few, you can use floral foam to put them in with. Um, but, uh, you know, and you can put them with other flowers that require water for a period of time. And then if that when those flowers pass away, like tulips or something like that, you could take those out. I would clip off the part that was really submerged in the water because it's probably mushy and the little, uh, you know, the little fuzzy parts are probably kind of not so nice anymore. And then you can just have them have another life as a shorter pussy willow branch. Um, so just don't throw them out if you did put them in water. Uh, and what I would suggest for storing them is maybe um, if you have a tall canister, like kind of like those French flower market galvanized things that Mm -hmm. probably everybody has someplace or something Mm -hmm. like that. You could just stand them in that, but maybe wrap some uh, tissue paper around them so they don't get dusty over the year or put them in a bag. Or if you want them flat, get those long wrapping paper uh, plastic bins and then they can just lay in there. That's what I do with my branches. You know, I have one of those French uh, cans, you know, Mm -hmm. that were meant for the floral things. Right. And I have the, um, the broom, actually it's in the closet with the brooms Mm -hmm. and um, the, the mops and everything in it. Right. I had to move them because I realized that the mops and brooms were being put in Kevin's um, golf bag. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) is that my nine iron? Oh no, (laughs) that's the mop. And I thought, you know, if he notices this, that's this is not going to go down. This is not fair. (laughs) I I should really do something here. That's so funny. Yeah. So there's another tip. If you have an unused golf bag, (laughs) you can store your pussy willow branches in it. Well, that too. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) And, and I was thinking too, if you wanted, this would be such a fantastic project. I do not have the energy or the emotional strength to think about this right now, but wouldn't it be fun to do like a whitewash on your wood floors? Like now for oh, spring, yeah. I just know. just for the next couple of weeks. And I know, and then up. and then you take and then you re- take it up. Ha ha ha! You know, ha, a few ha, months ha, later. Right? Obviously not, but yeah. anyway, it sounds fun. Yeah, hey. maybe you just get an off-white rug. I can talk a big game. I'm not doing it though. No, no, no. That would be a lot. That's a that's a big commitment and a, a lot yeah. of work. But yeah, you know, it's if you 
are thinking about it, this is a good time of year to do yeah, it. Yeah, this might be. And then you could use, then it's got the winter whites in the winter. So, right. No, that is a great look. No, but you definitely, I've been actually looking for an off white rug for a client of mine. And, um, you know, there's obviously a lot of them out there at a lot of different price points. And it's something, you know, you, you have to have a certain kind of lifestyle to be able to get away with an off white rug. But, um, that could certainly, infuse a lot of um, spring into your home if you did that, or just a very vibrant rug, even a small one. There's that one that I always love that I want someone to use uh, that I, I see on Amazon and overstock.com all the time. And it's kind of almost has like a tribal look to it, but it has all these really cool, vibrant colors in it. I just think like in a white, all white room, or maybe your entry is white and you have a wood floor, you could get away with a really vibrant rug just there or on the side of your bed, you know, just something a little different for this time of year to acknowledge that we're edging out of the winter and into the spring. Well, actually, now that you're talking about rugs, I was looking at front doormats and something just, I mean, wouldn't it be fun just to have something fresh and floral and, you know, colorful for the spring? And that's something super easy to change out. And I saw a really cute one online. Uh, I think it was World Market. And it was kind of a teal and it had cherry blossoms on it. Really, really sweet for the for the spring. And I'll include a link to that. Oh, yeah. That's a change of season may indicate, you know, a time for some new slip covers even like how about uh if people have parsons chairs i had a set of those and honestly i was thinking to myself why don't i have those two parsons chairs anymore i must have sold them i guess i thought i was not going to use them anymore i don't know cuz there's so, so you used- thought you had them and looked around and realized they were gone well, because yeah, that I would know, be something i would do i, I knew just, in I, my head yeah. That uh-huh. I had, you know, I did have them in my prize. And then I thought, no, I know I haven't seen them in a while, but then I did kind of have to do an inventory because sometimes I do that and then I'm like, oh, there it is. You know? <laughs> well, and I, I've sold so much of my stuff. I'll think, oh, where's that thing? And then you're like, oh, I think it's over here or there. And then you're like, no, I must have, I think I sold that three years ago. And then you're like, oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, darn. Right. Yeah. Uh, But, you know, if you haven't thought about it in three years, it's probably okay. Oh, oh, absolutely. The Parsons chairs, if you do have those, or if you think, hey, what's a Parsons chair? Maybe I should get that. They're just those very simple lined um, upholstered chairs. And oftentimes they just come in that, very plain white or sort of off-white basic fabric. And the intention is that you slip cover them anyway. Um, so if you have a pair of those, oftentimes you'll see them at the heads of the, of a rectangle table. Yes. yes. And that's how I had it in my last house. Um, gosh, you can just buy slip covers for them. If you have a certain one, like if you got them, say, a crate and barrel or you got them at Ikea, they have the slip covers that fit them perfectly. Well, great idea. In fact, I was thinking about how about going with a colorful spring uh, chair pad because a lot of chairs uh, people have at their tables use pads and or cushions and it's just easy to change them out. You know, they come in lots of different sizes and shapes and uh, there's just so many fun colors out for the spring. And I was also thinking it's it's a cream color, but we have in our bespoke decor dot store the ruffled chair seat covers that are fantastic as well. If yeah, you're looking pe- for something. people really dig those. Yeah, mm-hmm. those are great. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, they're neutrals, but but that's great for for year round, right? And whatever colors you've got, and then you could put a colored pillow with it if you wanted to add some color to it. 
Right. And speaking of color, so the color I gravitate towards as an accent color in general, but definitely for the spring and the summer, it's more yellows. Um, I'm mm-hmm. not speaking Beautiful. for Anita, she will say, but I think, you know, she's definitely more blues and lavenders and pinks and stuff. So I'm sort of for the more yellows and greens. And so yellow is such a great color for spring and obviously pink and blue and lavender are too, but it's a very happy color. And I found some Forsythia branches mm. the other day. And you know how I feel about fake. Real or faux? Oh, but well, you good. wouldn't. So they must know. look good if you like them. Well, this is why I think that we should do an episode on um, rethinking, taking another look at some faux things because, uh-huh. right? You know, I've been really looking because people ask us a lot about they that. They do, they do. Well, and I, I have and- a very strong opinion usually about that. Well, right, and and obviously, real, you know, just almost always looks better. But you know, I mean, let's be honest. It's they only last for a week. The real. Or, you know, not long. And then you have to go buy something new. So I totally get, I mean, I too, I would love something faux that looks like real that I wouldn't have to be changing out all the time. So, yeah. Yeah. So that would be something to do some research on. Well, okay. So I have one good recommendation. And then, so let's, can we do an episode on that? Yeah, that sounds great. Okay. So I'll tell you what I did with these. So I did buy them and it was, you know, definitely one of those save the receipt, Kelly, don't lose this because, you know, you just don't know. Right. I um, mean, they don't. might look good now in the store, but right. in your house, they might not look good. Well, let me tell you, they look even better in my house. Wow. So I put them in, like we're saying, one of these uh, like flower buckets, but it's a tall, thin one that I had, surprise, surprise, spray painted matte black. And I put real branches, but not flowering branches, just branches that I had gotten at the LA Flower Mart like, maybe last year. And I used, I use those all the time because they look kind of a little spooky in the fall and then you could mix them in for wintry Christmassy looks. And now they would look a little like, hey, that's you know, like spring at the Munsters or something like that. There's nothing on them. They're not really springy. But I was like, okay, I need, to, I, first of all, I don't want to buy that many for Scythia branches because they're not cheap. Um, and I want to make them as authentic looking as possible. So I mix them in with the real branches that kind mm-hmm. of have a gray, um, you know, bark, if you will. Oh my gosh. They look so good. Oh, they look so good. And it's in my entryway and again, really tall. So I don't know. I'm five foot three and a half or something. So maybe they went like, they come up to sort of like top of my waist or maybe higher, a little higher. So they're very, they make a big statement, but it's tall and thin. Really looks great. So I got those at Crate and Barrel. Wow. Oh, that's what I was going to ask. I was wondering if you were going to let us know. Yeah. So I did. And well, I I'll love tell you, them. I'll tell you what I found online that I thought looked so cute for spring. I guess you'd have to leave them sitting out to really enjoy them. Floral knives. Floral Have knives. You, floral no, I never, knives. Even, I never, never even thought of it. No. Well, well, guess what? Somebody makes them. Uh, now, I would call them Zoe kitchen knives, but it's actually Z-O-O-E-Y, which seems like Zooey is okay. the way I would pronounce that. Yeah. But it's anthropology. I'll include a link. A uh, set of three, and each uh, knife has different flowers on it. They were so really charming. They, are they colors or are they just metals shaped like flowers? Oh, oh, the the blades have printed flowers on them. Oh. In colors. Oh, the blade does? The blade. Mm-hmm. Oh, we have to see these. Okay, everybody's going to have to Really cute. And I thought, now, if you hate 
cooking, I think you might have a little spring in your step mm-hmm. if you got to use these knives to cut your stuff, to oh, cut wow. up your, you know, bell peppers and tomatoes and things. Oh, wow. How fun. No, I mean, I just have my basic, you know, good knife, German knife yeah. that I use. Well, yeah, of course. There's nothing springy about them. They're just no, no. old every day. No, but yeah, that's mine. a nice hostess gift too, depending on the price point too. Because that's kind of like something where you'd be like, "Well, would I really buy that for myself?" But no, if someone gave it to me, I'd be so happy I had it. Oh, yeah, but I don't even think it was that much. I mean, you can give yourself a spring gift. I think I can bring myself a spring gift. Don't you just love a great recommendation from a friend? Well, we're delighted to be recommending these companies and their wonderful products to you today, and let them know your friends at DTT sent you. Okay, I found some more things looking online that just felt very fresh and springy for me. Bring it. And okay, so don't you think of a hammock under a tree with that beautiful fringe on it? Can you see it? I can see it, and I think I've seen it in photos at your farm. Okay, well, (laughs) how about a linen duvet cover for your bed that's got that edge on it? Ooh. That has that look of a a hammock. Oh, how pretty. I know, and they have it at Anthropology, and it's on sale. Oh, my gosh. We're back to anthropology. Well, I know. I had a couple things there. That's right. I thought that was beautiful. And then I also found this. It's a Georgia throw blanket, but it's got uh, lots of tassels on it. Mm -hmm. And I thought that would be fun, too. Just kind of some color and texture Mm -hmm. all together. So we're seeing some boho stuff from anthropology for spring. Yes. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, they have a lot of things like boho-y. So, yeah boho style so yeah it'll be i thought that would be just kind of a fresh fun look i mean that's and that's something that we talk about a lot is change out your pillows and your throws that's an inexpensive thing that's an easy thing to rotate in and out for the seasons and that's going to give you a fresh look and that is and that's use that for your pop of color yeah that's a great idea Uh, another way to bring uh spring in is plants lots of green plants and plants are really hot again i mean you know if you want to be on trend with plants, you know, I mean, the the fiddle leaf pig, you know, had its day. I think that we have now branched out, excuse the pun, to other plants, but any plant that you can bring into your house, you know, I love the pop of green and just the freshness that it brings. Even if it's a little herb pot that you just sit on your counter, it changes the whole look of your kitchen. So think about, a if you haven't thought about a large plant, then you haven't been listening closely to us and I need you to listen more closely. We've been talking about large plants for a long time and what a difference they make in a room, but they really do. And not besides just the visual impact they make, but they to help clean your air. So get yourself a really big plant or even a mid-sized plant and put it in a bigger pot and maybe put it on uh, some kind of cool riser or even on a, you know, a already designed plant stand, something like that. Give it some height in your room, put it behind a chair or something so you can see it. Pretty fabulous. So, And not well, love- that expensive. I love the idea, but I'm afraid I'm going to have to go to ZipRecruiter to find someone to water it for me. But, <laughs> but I love the idea of it. I mean, it just, I, I need to do it. I need to do it. But, you know, I think what I'm going to do is put some of those bulbs in that do the self-watering so that I don't have to remember all the time. Yeah. And they're actually self-watering pots now. I mean, mostly Still I think about there. them for, yeah, container pots. Crescent mm-hmm. Gardens makes those. I met those um, lovely people from Crescent Gardens when I went to um, P. Allen Smith's farm. They were mm-hmm. there as well. Mm-hmm. And I and they sent me one of their pots. And it's pretty fabulous. Um you just pour the water in and it and it does what it's supposed to do and get and I, I like 
I think about them as more as outside containers, but I bet you could use them inside as well. Um, tulips, tulips scream spring. So real tulips. I mean, even if you could find some good foes now that I'm really open to the world of foes, but I would say real tulips is the way to go. I don't think the faux tulips look as obvious as some flowers. You look at them and go, that's obviously fake. Some of the faux. Well, you know why I think it's a tulip? Because most of the time you're going to see a faux tulip that's, you know, it's cupped and closed. Mm -hmm. I think when the flowers, the faux flowers are faux and they're open and you see the inside part, Mm -hmm. that's where it gets to be plasticky and really is like, oh, very obvious. So I think you're right in saying that. I hadn't really thought about that, the tulips. But um, if if you guys haven't heard about my tulip trick, uh, it's in my book, but I'm openly sharing it. It's an open sourced tulip trick. If your tulips are drooping, which is what tulips are want to do. And they also reach for the light and they also continue to grow in the vase, a very interesting cut flower. But if they're drooping and you don't like that sort of free form look, then take a pin or the end of a sharp safety pin and prick the tulip up near where the uh, flower meets the stem. And I can go into the detail as to why this does it, but basically the type of, of sap that's in a tulip um, oftentimes pres- prevents the um, the air and the water to getting to the tulip the right way. So this will help uh, open up any um, air bubbles that have gotten into the stem. Anyway, that's why it works. And it's, but it is kind of magical. And then they just stand up straight. And we had a um, listener, Anna Kay, who's loving the podcast. And Anna's got a ways to go. I think she told me she was like at 185 or 135 or 185. Oh, she started like at the beginning? Oh, yeah, yeah. But she, let's just listen to our two, one of the uh, podcast episodes when I guess I mentioned the tulip trick and she had bought herself flowers. And she felt very glamorous because she kept them in her bedroom, which I think is fabulous. And they, oh, yeah, oh, she just had me treat they were, yourself. Yes, white tulips and another beautiful flower uh, in a patinaed silver pitcher, gorgeous. And mm-hmm. she sent me a before and after. They were all flopped over, and then she did the pin. I saw it. Beautiful. And then they still yeah, I, it's beautiful. What a Anna, neat trick! Nice and I love job, Anna. Beautiful arrangement. Yes, thanks for uh, reaching out to us, Anna. We love seeing your successes. Mm-hmm. Well, and I'm thinking also about how floral fabrics have been were so hot in the 90s, then just went completely out of favor, and now they're edging their way back in the floral fabrics, the floral wallpapers. So this is something. One I word: think, chintz. And chintz, that's right. It's coming back, baby. And so this is something, this is a fun thing to add to your home. So, you know, go out and you look at the, look at the pillows and, and the, I was just thinking, you know, placemats and, and chair covers. I mean, just, there's some fun floral fabrics out right now. And then I'm, you know, like you said, my, one of my favorite colors to add for spring is duck egg blue. Oh yeah. That is really pretty. If I was the blue girl, mm -hmm. I would love that blue. Oh, it's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. And it goes so well with lavender and lilac Mm -hmm. uh, and pink. So yeah, it's a beautiful color. So when, anytime I see anything that's a duck egg blue, I kind of, you know, just my heart just kind of, I just love it. It is really pretty. Um, We talking flowers and plants and whatnot. I would be remiss if I didn't say make a container garden right by your front door. You'll see it every day. It'll be next to your pretty mat. And 
just a few little flats of flowers. So think, remember, um, you know, you're going to have something tall, something medium, and then something that would spill over the sides. It's very simple to remember. Just three different types of plants and whatever color scheme that you love and get some good potting soil have a pot with some drainage or one of these ones from Crescent Gardens or some other one that's self-watering and you are good to go. And just think of how nice it'll feel when you come home to that. That will give you a touch of spring. Even if you're living someplace super cold, like maybe you're in the Midwest of Chicago and still like, oh, wow, we could still get snow. The uh, winter pansies and violas, they will last. They are tiny but hardy. So give them a whirl if you can find them at your local nurseries and put them in with, you know, maybe something, a dracaena or something in the middle and then a little something, maybe some ivy that'll spill over that would still be able to take the colder temperatures. Mm -hmm. And I have one more uh, product I thought was really cool that I found uh, that's very springy and it's a navy floral floor pillow and they've called it navy floral chinoiserie mm. a carpet poof and it's at world market super cute carpet poof and i like that that's a i cute know way to call it yeah 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 and it's a kind of a you know a nice big square that you know the kids can sit on to watch tv or whatever i thought mm-hmm. that was fun so did you have something else i have two more things okay and then i know we have our crushes and then we're going to talk about a listener question mm-hmm. um Both these things, I will link to the posts on my blog. So one is very whimsical and cute. And so if you're doing maybe, you know, an Easter morning brunch or something like that, and you've got kids looking for Easter baskets and stuff like that, this might be a fun one to create. It's a carrot centerpiece. So I took a galvanized small sized bucket, you know, like a very small one, like eight to 10 inches wide. And I filled that up with soil and then planted real lettuces. But then I also got uh, loose, you know, unpeeled carrots from the grocery store. And I stuck them in where they were coming half out. So it kind of looked like the carrots were growing in there. And I made a little carrot top at a felt and just kind of like cut the felt and then snipped it around so it looked like it was fringy. And then I was able to stick it in with a straight pin. So the carrots look like they had a top and then it looks like they're growing in this little lettuce patch. It's kind of super cute and whimsical. So that is a fun little centerpiece. It won't cost you much money. And then you could eat the lettuce. And uh, the thing is, it doesn't last a whole long time because the carrots are not too happy being like half stuck in the dirt again. But you can get like at least maybe five days out of it. And then another table setting idea for Easter is you can use eggs as place cards. So it's up to you whether or not, you know, you want to boil them and, uh, or if you just want to use them right out of the fridge, but you can, I used just Sharpies or you could maybe use a gold paint, um, you know, felt gold spray paint. Well, I didn't even spray these. I have sprayed, don't get me wrong. I have sprayed (laughs) eggs, plenty of golden (laughs) eggs in my day, but these were so simple. I remember I was on a blog tour and I was trying to come up with something like, I need something with this table. And I was like, I need place cards. I was like, I don't have any place cards. And I was like, I have eggs. And then, so I wrote everyone's name just in black Sharpie, but you could do it in a gold Sharpie or a gold leaf pen or something like that and be really pretty. Or you could spray paint them and do it that way. And you could use faux eggs too if you you could to. use faux eggs but mm-hmm. you, you know if you're using the plastic ones i don't know how well it'll take i guess it would take a sharpie um yeah but anyways it was super cute so i just put that on top i put a little tuft of uh, moss 
um, on top of the folded napkin. And so I made like a little nest for the egg and then set the egg with the name written on it on top. Mm -hmm. Wow. Well, you're so crafty. Sometimes I'm I so am. impressed. Yes, I like I'm being crafty. Impressed. You do. You do. do. You're good at it. You're good yeah, at it. Yeah, this podcast studio was supposed to be my craft studio, but now it's halfy and halfy. But if I were to take your gold spray paint away from you, you would be crippled. I would be. It's <laughs> my, would. it's my, what is it? Uh, not my kryptonite, because that's like the it's answer. The, uh, it's your superpower. It's my How's superpower. That? Super yeah. spray power. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. There you go. So, um, okay. So my crush is... This is kind of a, a thing that I, I happened on, mm -hmm. but it's, it's very handy if you have a granite or solid surface, some sort of stone countertop. And if you, well, but it probably wouldn't, I don't know that this would work for marble, but if you have a chip out of it, which seems like it just happens here or there, there'll be a little chunk missing somewhere. Mm -hmm. Something fell on it or knocked up against the edge. I found this stuff. It is called, um, oh, let me see what the, I'm going to find the name of it. It is loose. Lockite, Lockite. So I didn't write the name down for some reason here, mm -hmm. uh, but I'll have the link to it. It's it's called Lockite, and it's a tube. Oh, here it is, Lockite All Purpose Epoxy Repair Putty Stick. No wonder I couldn't find that. <laughs> so that's what it's called. But it's uh, it, it you kind of cut off a little piece of it, mm -hmm. the size of what you need, and then you start massaging it, and it's soft like putty. But once you start massaging it, it gets it hardens like a rock. Oh. So as it starts to harden up, you push it in and mm -hmm. shape it, uh, you know, to like, I kind of would push it in the hole and then use, you know, like a, uh, a, a knife or something to scrape off the top. So it was flush with my countertop and then Not it your dries. floral knives. Not those. No, 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 no. Or, or actually just like a glass scraper, you know, yeah. like a, yeah. a razor blade. Right. Uh, and then, or it sometimes, one time I had it on an edge. So you just used it on both sides, the side and the top. And then and when does it, it come color matched or do you have to? No, mix no, it, it doesn't. But how hard is it to just, but you know, if you probably have a bunch of acrylic paints, uh, you know, craft paints. Uh -huh. And so, uh, my, I had a black countertop and so I would just kind of play with the blacks and mm -hmm. maybe like you can lighten it up with some, if you have some white and you know, whatever, you can kind mm -hmm. of mix your paints together. But if right. you have a modeled, uh, counter, if it's a modeled granite, you can right. usually just pick up one of the colors and, yeah, no, I, you could not, I had a black countertop, but you could not tell at all. No one knew where, I mean, I had to look very closely to find That's it. That's a good tip. See, I thought it was helpful and I'll yeah. have a link for it. Very helpful. Yeah. What's your current crush? Well, I just, I just met some nice new ladies that I got invited to do this laundry room tour with, you know, like, oh, okay. our lives are so funny. Like, yeah, I'm touring, um, women I don't know's laundry room with them and other actually... people to look. <laughs> But just online, you're not actually going. I'm not actually going. I would like to really go, but no, I'm actually not going. But I'm, one of the the girls that I just met, actually, she lives not too far from me. I guess I could go to her laundry room in person if I wanted to, mm -hmm. but I'll have a link to it. Uh, it will have come out already by the time you guys are listening to this. Uh, it, it's happening tomorrow uh, as we're recording. So I'll have a link to it, but bunch of nice bloggers, a couple that I had known from Instagram and, um, but some others that I had never encountered before and so fun. And it, you know, laundry room is not something that we even talk about all that much. And so it, it definitely inspiring. I've seen the photos and some really great ideas of how to use the space well and decoratively. So I will uh, let you know 
uh, how to find all those laundry rooms and those different blogs. And you might want to, you know, then if you like one or more of them, you might want to follow them on Instagram and stuff like that. That's what I've done. So yeah, so I feel like I made like four or five new friends doing this. It's nice. Oh, good. I can't wait to see. Yeah, yeah. So we have a listener question today from Amy N. And Amy, she spells her name um, like my roommate from college, Amy A. I-M-E-E. I think it's just so lovely. Um, and Amy has uh, uh, been listening to the podcast for a while, and she has some questions about her master bedroom. I love how she says she wants to elevate her master I bedroom. I like that too. Mm-hmm. So we got two emails. We've got a bunch of photos, mm-hmm. you know, one email, and then follow up with some more photos. Um She's using going to use a neutral paint color. She's wondering if maybe she should just go white. Um, she wants something dramatic on the main wall. And it has a bit of an angle to it. This when she's calling main wall, which I think is the one, you know, behind her headboard. She's added um a sitting area to her bedroom based on decorating tips and tricks. Tips or recommendations, and she's loving that. She's got a limited color palette from us as well, which she's also loving. Um, and so she had some questions as to how she can elevate her bedroom. Um, maybe Anita, do you want to describe what's going on there, and then we'll dive in? Okay. Well, she's got a bed, and it's got a um, well. Obviously, there's a bed in the room. I just realized that seemed rather obvious, <laughs> uh, but it's got a very neutral. It's a pretty bedspread, and it's got a ruffle along. Does the edge she made herself? Did she? Yeah. I love it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And okay, the pillows too. Beautiful. So she's got a leopard. I'm looking at it on my phone right now. There's some of the leopard print pillow yeah. and a lavender. I can't tell in the picture. Kind of a, looks textured. Yeah. Like it's a purple, or like ruffly pillow, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then kind of a mirrored headboard. Yeah. Um, the headboard is like something else. Very unique. Cool. Very unique. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she has the words love in some big letters that are, you know, hung on the wall separately and then some smaller nightstands with lamps and then she's got on the window she's got a curtain they're dark lavender curtains one is all floor length and the other one's kind of swagged around the curtain rod and then it's kind of halfway down the wall on Mm -hmm. that side yeah Yeah. okay so you ready for me to weigh in on my thoughts there sure well, it's a beautiful, restful room, and I'm so darn impressed she made the bedspread. So what I would suggest on the bed is because it looks like it doesn't go all the way to the floor, and I would suggest maybe a, a bed skirt under there. What do you think about that? Yeah, on my list, definitely. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's you can kind of see the Hollywood bed frame underneath, and I'm that would be my suggestion. But if she made well, I mean, the bedspread's made. So I was going to say one option would be to take the bedspread to the floor. But I, if it were me, I would just do the, the bedspread. I like the then... idea of the bedspread anyway, because it adds mm-hmm. another layer. It'll, I think it'll be pretty. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I think that would be beautiful. And then, yeah, exactly. And I would yeah, probably just the, the bedspread is a beautiful cream kind of or an oatmeal. So, yeah, I'd probably do white underneath. But you could do an oatmeal or some color that you then would repeat on the top of the bed. Yeah, I mean, um, even that her accent color is purple. So mm-hmm. you could even do a lavender or a plum or a purpley color bed mm-hmm. skirt if you wanted to. Yeah, and then on the curtain, I would suggest rather than swagging it, I'd I'd like to see that curtain on the right side go all the way to the floor. So I th- I assume that's just a, a panel like on the left. So I would take that to the floor. 
uh, rather than swagging it on top of the curtain rod. Mm -hmm. And then, um, I, you know, I don't know how much, uh, effort she wants to put into this, but it looks like the curtain rods just kind of right above the window. If she had an, if she, so I would love to see that curtain rod raised up to the ceiling, but doing that means the curtains are going to be too short. So she would have to replace the curtain. So I don't know if she's willing to do that. If she's not, then I would just simply move that curtain panel over to the right. Uh, but if she wanted to, if she was okay with spending some money, I would raise the curtain rod and maybe go with a, you know, uh, I would probably suggest a lighter, a lighter curtain there. Yeah. Uh, something that kind of blends a little bit more with the bedding yeah. and the wall color. And then uh, for, she said something about wanting something dramatic, right? Right. So I would probably do a large dramatic um, print above the bed, something with lots of color, perhaps if, just something that really speaks to her. Mm -hmm. um, so, and we gave all those uh, art sources. So I, I think she could go find something that really is meaningful to her. And those are, uh, yeah. And then I missed the the one on the, the wall color, but maybe you can speak to that. I hadn't really put a lot of thought into that, but okay. it, it's very, what she has though, I will say is very close to the color of the bedspread. So it's kind of, uh, so if you want a monochromatic look, it's, it's definitely got that going now. If you wanted more contrast, then you would want to go lighter or darker on the wall. Yeah, I kind of like the wall color that she's got mm -hmm. going on there. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, you could definitely just do a white, but there's it's a nice, soft, yeah, neutral. it's fine. Yeah, and yeah, I kind of sure. like it with the accent, which I'm saying purple, but it's really more of a plumish purple. You don't mm -hmm. you think, Anita? Yeah, yeah, plum. Mm -hmm. So I think it really is nice with that, and with the animal print underneath mm -hmm. the, the plum. Animal print is fun. Yeah, mm -hmm. and that's pulling out some colors in there. So I might just leave the wall color as it is, unless you know it needs a refresh. Mm -hmm. Maybe just get something close to it. Um, Amy, I would not shiplap that wall behind your bed. I don't think I'm going to like that with your really cool headboard, which is kind of you. Um, just to explain to everyone listening, is kind of a mosaic of mirror edged in a black uh, wooden frame if you will but it's the frame also has um some it's curved so what, i think what you're right. saying is it's a little glammy and it, it might not work well yeah. with a shiplap is exactly that kind of what you're saying yeah it's, they're two different looks yeah and it, but mm -hmm. it's it's fabulous and it definitely works with i love how it looks with the very neutral simple mm -hmm. bed skirt and then it goes well with the leopard too yeah mm -hmm. yeah i think it's really cool but i wouldn't compete with that uh then i would do something I was even thinking of large um, black and white or like a black and ecruy map, maybe of someplace you've lived before. Oh, fun I would just, idea. yeah, I would just do something oversized, but it's pretty simple back there because there's a lot going on with that headboard. Mm, that's true. And I think the love, whereas I think, you know, obviously it's, you know, very meaningful and nice to have that over yeah. your master bed. Um, I think it gets lost on that bigger wall and, you could put that on a sidewall somewhere. Even you could have the words go down, ver letters go down vertically or on an angle or something like that. Um, I would take your little sitting area. So she has a lovely uh, black chair with some coordinating pillows with have, which have cool textures and look really nice together. And then kind of one of those fur throws tossed mm -hmm. over the ottoman, mm -hmm. tucked into the corner on the same wall as the bed. Now there's an empty corner on the other side from there. I think I would take that sitting area and move it over to the empty area. So it doesn't look like 
all the action is on the one side of the room because it's, a, I mean, it's, there's room, but it's like a little tight over there. And I would put a tall standing plant in place of where the chair is. Well, and what, what you're missing, because you're not seeing the pictures, is that the chair looks a little bit short compared to the bed. The bed is rather tall and the chair is a little bit short. So I think there's a little bit of a height issue there. Mm-hmm. So the chair would probably uh, stand out much better on its own in another corner, not next to the uh, bed. And so if you put the tall plant there, the height is going to work well with the tall height of the headboard. Right. And then I think also when you're walking into the room, because the door is opposite it, you would then see the chair, whereas now it's tucked behind the bed. You can't even see it when you walk into the room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And one other tip, I know that the the lamps- And it's a lovely dresser on the other side too. It's a Frenchy dresser, very pretty. Right. And Amy was going to paint that white. And I think that's a good call. Or you could do black too, because your other furnishings are black. The black would, might be even and more of the way to go. It's brown. I think it looks fine the way it is. I think and it, it could stay the way it is. So it doesn't require paint at all. Right. And the one, one it, I could go on and on, but uh, it's fabulous room. Um, there's mitch, mixed matched lamps um, and the predominant metal in that I'm seeing is a lot more chrome and silver. There is a little bit of gold-ish in the love uh, letters, but I would probably spray paint that little lamp that's gold silver. And so even though it's different than the other one, I think that they would then be united in um, color. Mm-hmm. And I like the lamps to be the same height. One of these is shorter than the other. So if if it were my room, I would put some books underneath the shorter one to kind of make them. Oh yeah, a, that's a good idea. Give it some riser. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's a lovely room and bravo on that bedspread. And please yes. let us know what you end up doing. Send us new pictures. I know. It's gorgeous. It's absolutely gorgeous. She makes uh, a very lovely ruffle. We might have to hire Amy for bespoke. <laughs> oh my goodness. That is beautiful. We do love a yeah. ruffle. Yes. Thanks, Amy. It's it's beautiful. You okay, did a so great job. I hope that helped. I'll send you an email and let you know that we talked about your question in this episode um, 317. Thanks, everybody, for joining us today. I hope you... Um, Got a little spring in your decor and a little spring in your step from our tips. And remember, we're here to inspire you to create a beautiful home. Until next time. want to remind you that we are available for design consults. We take on your design dilemmas, questions, renovations, any project you want to talk about, any room, any space. We are here for you. And we really do enjoy doing these. And I think we've helped people a lot. So if you want to sign up for a consult, head to the link in the show notes. It's decoratingtipsandtricks.com slash consult. We hope to talk to you soon.